Well, good morning to you. This is Pastor Dan with God Talk and starting another message called Keep Getting Better. I've been to John McCain's Hanoi Hilton prison in Hanoi four or five times now. Every time we have other people, so we go back. And it's just very, very moving, painful. You see these uh, rooms where they have live, not, they're, 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 uh, not statues, what should I say, like models of prisoners that were in there. So you can sort of visualize they're all in chains and they're all in there and you obviously can see that they're discussing why they're there, their revolution. And of course, the longer they're there under the French, they're getting madder and madder and plotting and scheming on how to find a way to take over their country and set it free from the colonizers. And when you go outside, there is a little piece of an old sewage trench i suppose and a sewage drain and like 150 people escaped one night you know they're not big people but but how they fit in there and how they endured being in there and you don't know if you're going to get stuck at some point you're in there with sewage and all i can think about is how committed do you have to be to your revolution to be willing to be in a prison and to will be willing to take your life in your hands and try to get out and you got to cut through uh, a metal grate and then go out there they wanted to be free. They wanted to have the country the way they wanted to do it. And we certainly don't agree with some of the philosophy of what they have today, but I could understand the driving passion to want to change their lives. I had a church member that was a member of part of the Great Escape back in World War II, and you would spend all day and night, you know, as a team going down into the tunnel, hanging upside down or down way down in the darkness, and you would dig a little bit of dirt with a spoon, put it in your pocket, crawl back out, and go and dump it somewhere in a restroom and go and do it again so they could be free. If you've ever seen the old movie Papillon, where these guys keep going back to jail, escaping back to worse jail, this yearning, wanting to be out, wanting to be free, wanting to be different. Jesus comes to Peter and wants to wash his feet. And Peter says, are you going to wash my feet? You are never going to wash my feet in John 13. And that's what we do. We say, I don't want to change. I like, I like who I am just like this. I don't want to lose weight. I don't want to have to change. I don't want to get in shape. I don't want to have to get my debts in line. I don't want to have to make all my relationships better. And so we let something control us rather than breaking free. A famous uh, CEO named D. Hawk, used to be president of uh, Visa, has written an article that I've used many times in the business ethics class. And he talks about uh, when you're the boss, people think that you need to spend maybe 90% of your time staying on top of all the people underneath you. And maybe 10% of your time taking care of, of your boss. No, he says uh, maybe 15% for the people above you. Maybe 15, 25% the people below you. Sometime with the people on either side of you, your peers and colleagues. But he said 50% of the time should be on transforming yourself, managing yourself, working on yourself, getting better. You reading and growing and changing. Don't worry about trying to change all the other people beneath you. Change you and the rest of it will come in line. And Jesus says in John 13, 8, if I don't wash you, you won't belong to me. And Peter says, wash everything. Remember who this is. <laughs> Peter's a Christian. He's been a follower of Christ for three years. He has cast demons out. He has seen Jesus heal the man who came down to the roof, and he's seen people rise from the dead. He was one of the three that was taken to the top of the mountain where they had the Mount of Transfiguration moment. He's been with Jesus so much that uh, that very night, Someone is going to say, you're one of them. He talked like them. He looked like them. You're one of them. 
Peter is a Christian. His sins have been forgiven. His name is on the list. But evidently, there's other levels that Jesus wants to cleanse and clean up and transform. What if Peter had gone all the way that night? What if Peter had said, okay, Jesus, wash everything. I want you to take everything. Maybe he wouldn't have been the one to uh, deny Christ that night, cut the guy's ear off. Maybe he wouldn't have run away. He would have said, I am a follower of Jesus. I'm proud for the world to know it. Who knows what would have happened if he had been transformed that night, not 50 days later. And maybe he wouldn't have done that thing to dishonor Jesus. It's not easy. They have to sort of let Jesus come into all the rooms of our life and let him go to those places where where we have blind spots or rough edges and let him let him have at them. I can remember going to the DMV. We had brought our car in from, I think, Oregon. But I didn't go as quick as I should have. I think you only have like 10 days to register it, and I didn't go so quick. And so I'm in trouble. And this lady looks at the date that I gave her and said, I don't think that's right. I think you really brought it in. And she moves that date back a couple months, <laughs> whatever it was. And it took me a while to really register what she was doing. And so I said, okay, fine, you know, and then uh, follow all the details of it. I got home and then I said, Dan, you lied to that lady. You lied to the government. And then I began to debate with myself. You didn't lie. She lied. Put the sin on her account. And I said, no, you let someone believe something that was not true in order to save yourself three, four hundred dollars. And I had to turn around and drive back over there the next day, stand in line. I didn't get the same person. And I said, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I think someone tried to help me out. And it's not true. And this is the date I brought the car in. And whatever fine I have to pay, I have to pay. And I think I had to write a check for three, four hundred dollars. And I had to let Jesus clean up an area of my life that wasn't quite quick enough. We all have these little gaps. You can call in sick or you can get mad or be a little selfish or hold a little money back from God. And uh, we all hear a little voice that says, you shouldn't, shouldn't eat that, you shouldn't do this, shouldn't say it, shouldn't lose your temper here. We're all a little bit of Peter. We're Christians. Sins have been forgiven. Our names are on the list. We're going to heaven. But Jesus is standing in front of us and standing in front of you and me this morning, wanting to wash something, wanting to clean some things up, take us to another level as a follower of Christ and keep us from denying Christ. And I'll tell you, the areas that he wants to clean are usually the ones that really are keeping us from soaring, from becoming truly godly, righteous, powerful, flourishing people. So let's just agree today that we're going to say, yes, go ahead, wash everything, Jesus. I don't want anything held back from you. Like David said in Psalm 139, search me, search me, see if there be any wicked way in me. So God bless you today, and may we be transformed and uh, go to the next level with Jesus. God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.